The Bible Study Podcast, episode 283. Today, the Bible Study Podcast wraps up the fundamentals of Christianity. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As I say, we're going to wrap up the fundamentals of Christianity today. There's obviously a lot left to be said, but I don't really think we ought to overcomplicate the fundamentals of Christianity. We've talked about grace and how we are given grace and called to grace. We've talked about forgiveness and how we've been given forgiveness and we are called to forgive. And we've talked about love, how we've been given love and we are called to love. This last one, I'm really just going to summarize the fundamentals of Christianity as be like Jesus. And we're going to look at some verses for that, but basically, All that God wants us to be is epitomized in how Jesus was, how Jesus is. And so we're going to look at some verses for that. And we're going to start with John 15, 9 through 16. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. But instead I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And if we put this verse into context, if we put this verse in the context of when Jesus was saying it, this is John 15, and basically John is wrapping up at this point. He is wrapping up, he is in the upper room, and he is preparing at this point, Jesus is preparing to be arrested. It will happen a couple chapters later. A lot of what happens in the book of John happens in that Thursday night, Monday, Thursday night before Good Friday. And so Jesus is meeting with the disciples and he says, I've loved you. He says, the father loved me, so I loved you. Now treat each other that way. As I have loved you, love each other. Remember, the context of this is Jesus is about to die for us. He's about to die to take away the sins from the people in the room, but he's also about to die for us. He's about to give himself completely for the benefit of those who are hearing him. And all he says is, just love like that. Just love, just love completely, sacrificially, unselfishly. And that's all there is to it. Obviously, Jesus is setting a very high standard, but I I think that that really is the fundamentals of Christianity, is we are called to love as Jesus loved. We are called to put others first as Jesus put us first. And Jesus said that himself. Basically, here's the story. I'm about to go to the cross. They don't understand that yet. And then I'm going to go to the Father. And so I'm leaving you these words. No greater love is there than this to lay down one's life for one friend. So I'm about to do that. And I call you to love as I love. I call you to love sacrificially. On that same night, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And this 
happens in John 13. This happened just somewhat before this. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in process, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you will have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for this is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So what's going on here? First of all, we're talking about a society that is walking around on dirt roads. And so even if they've had a bath just last night or just last week or just last month, if they're walking around on these dirt roads, their feet are dirty. And so it was the role of the servant and probably the role of the lowest servant in the house to wash the dirty feet of a guest as they came to the house. So as Jesus, who he admits to them is Lord and teacher, who it says understands that God put all things under his power and that he'd come from God and was returning to God, he understood even greater than them what his position was with God So as he, as the son of God, takes on this lowest of low roles, this is why Peter objects. I I can't have you do this. This isn't right. And he says, if you want to take part, you have to let me do this. But he's also saying, now, did you see what I did for you? Now that you know who I am or have a glimpse of what I am, let me explain to you that this is how I want you to behave towards one another. And with that act, he summarizes humility and service and says, behave towards one another that way, putting each other, putting each other before yourself, but also not worrying so much about how people see your status, not worrying so much about how people see you, but putting yourself out in love. And then one last verse as we pursue this theme of loving like Jesus or being like Jesus, and that is going to be from 1 John, 1 John 4, 16 through 21. Now, this is the same John who wrote the gospel, writing many years later, and he says, so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. But whoever claims to love God and yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So John picks up this same theme that he is remembering from the upper room, this same theme of loving as God has loved, loving as Jesus has loved us, and then expands on that and says, God is love. If you understand God, you understand love because God is love. The whole person of Jesus as he lives out his ministry, it is a ministry that is the ultimate definition of love. He says, if you don't get that, you don't get God. And if you don't act that way, you don't get God. And if you think you get God, but you don't love your brother and sister, you don't get God. John is saying that this is the fundamentals of Christianity, is that God loves us and we respond We respond with forgiveness. We respond with grace. We respond with love. There are a lot of other things we could have said were the fundamentals of Christianity. We could have talked about baptism. We could have talked about different rituals at church. We could have talked about theology. We could have talked about communion. We could have talked about a lot of different things. But as I understand it, This is the fundamental heart of Christianity. And then all the rest comes into place once we have this part right. Once we understand that God loves us and therefore we are called to love, really we can get a lot of the other details, you know, not quite right. And I think we're going to still be in a pretty good place. With that, we're going to end this study. I honestly don't know where we're going next. I believe next week's episode of the Bible Study Podcast will actually be a sermon that I'm giving at my church, at Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino next Sunday. I think I'm going to use that as an episode of this show. And then after that, I'm not sure where we're going. And if you have any ideas, please let me know. You can reach me at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, and as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.